0: about to hear an anointed powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, what's everybody doing today? You're grilling out, oh, yeah. yeah. Gone to the beach, yeah. Gone golfing, yeah. Swimming in a swimming pool. Don't sound like anybody's doing anything. from this church today. Praise God. I'm going to Golden Corral. I'm eating all I want. Praise God. Today. Push them in, pull them out. Yeah. Hallelujah. Good things. Hallelujah. All right. How are we doing back there? Is everybody doing good back in the sound booth? Look at those three back there. You can't do any better than that. Look at them. Go ahead. Patrick was gone last week, and the other two stepped right in there and took over, and my goodness sakes, it's good to have people that can fill in spots, praise God. All right, praise God. Uh, Are you ready this morning? take your Bibles this morning, go back to Galatians chapter 3. Let me mention first of all this morning that uh, if you were not here last week, you probably need to listen to last week's sermon. It was on identity and your identity because basically this is going to help with that also this morning. How many of you got something out of last week's sermon? Yes. Because one of the biggest problems in the world today, not just in the church but in the world, are people don't understand their real true identity. And if you don't understand your identity, you try to hook up with people who have an identity that is not your identity. And if you do that all at once you are a black person or a white person or an in-between person or a Islam or a Christian or a this but your real identity is in the kingdom of God and your real identity is Christ Jesus himself the Bible says. So when you step into that all the things that are going on in the world now the the confrontations and everything will fall off your life and you won't have to deal with any of that stuff because you know your true identity say my true identity How many know you're going to have an identity or a thought about yourself about something? Maybe what your parents taught you. Maybe what a friend said about you. Maybe what your little group used did or whatever. So you've got to find your true identity when you come in the kingdom of God, and you get that out of the Word of God. Basically, that God. How many know God created you? How many know He knows a little bit more about you than everybody's trying to tell you who you are? That's right. So praise God. We want to get that through the Word of God. So we want to solidify that this morning, if we can. Galatians chapter three. This morning, I'm not going to get too spiritual. I'm just going to get logical. Say logical. Logical. Because some people can really grasp logical things because they're, well, logical. Hallelujah. Is that too deep? All right, Galatians chapter 3. Look at verse 26. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on what? Notice now you didn't put on your nationality. You didn't put on your your natural name. You didn't put on your color of your skin. You put on who? Christ. Christ. There is neither Jew or Greek. There is neither bond or free. There is neither male or female for we are all what? One in Christ Jesus. If the church is ever going to come together in oneness, they have to come together of their oneness and identity, which is Jesus Christ. And by doing that, you will start producing the fruits. How I many you know that the results of the kingdom of God is not signs, wonders, and miracles? Not the, It's fruit. Yeah. Yeah. The fruit of God on the inside of you. Love, peace, joy. patience, joy. That's why you can see ministers all over the world ministering in the power of God for a little while, and all at once, they, what they say, They fall. Why is that? Because they don't have the fruit or the character behind them. They still have the power and they're misusing the power. I mean, if you get a five-year-old kid and you give him a loaded gun, he may do something with it that's not real smart. Especially if you tell him he can't have something to eat that he wants. <laughs> See? So basically we want to find out about the fruit of who we are and what we can do and we do that basically by our identity. Say our identity. identity. All right, go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 should be near the front of your Bible. Look at verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now notice this was God's idea. Say God's idea. God's idea. How many you know before you were created you didn't go to God and say God please make me in your image and make me in your likeness and make me just like you. This was God's decision. This is what God wanted for mankind to be made in his image and in his likeness with dominion. Say dominion. dominion. Now that's a Completely different topic but you've got to understand that once you take on the identity you'll start to take on the dominion. Yes. So you can't believe that you have dominion if you believe you're worthless and a failure and can't do anything. Your dominion's not going to work anyway. So as you take on your identity of who you are, you are a king and a priest unto God. You're in the image and likeness of God himself. Your dominion will start to work when you release it out your mouth. Are you following me? You can't pray to God from a loser position. You don't have losers. He has choosers. And people choose to be losers, basically. You don't have to choose to be a loser anymore. You take your identity, which is Jesus Christ. How many know the identity of Jesus Christ is not poor, it's not worried, it's not fearful, it's not sick, it's not down and out, it's a victor in every single area of his life and more than a conqueror. So that's the identity that we want to take on because that's the way God created man. This is his original intent. What for in his image and in his likeness? All right, go up to Genesis chapter 3. Let's find out what happened. Verse 3, But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Sounds just like him, doesn't it? For God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for fruit and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat it, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Now most of us know this story. You've seen this story many, many times. What you got to understand is the day that she ate of the fruit, she died. Say died. Now the word death here is not ceased to exist. The word here is separation. Say Separation. So basically, when she ate of the fruit of the tree, she separated herself from the life of God and the nature of God that was on the inside of Adam and Eve. It separated them from them. Death basically is separation. How many know when you die, it's not the end? You're basically just dying, and your body will fall down and die. Why? Because you are the life in your body, and when you leave your body, your body just falls down. But you still live. How many of you know that? So death physical death is you being separated from your physical body, but it's not your death because you're a spirit being. You are going to live forever somewhere. So spiritual death is to be separated from God himself, from his nature, from all that he wanted. And notice his original thing, he wanted you in his image, In his likeness with his attributes and all the things that he had on the inside. So, when Adam and Eve sinned, how many know it made it difficult then for God to do something in the earth realm? Because anybody in the earth realm that has authority and power has to have one of these. See? That's why people say, Well, I'll decide if I'm going to heaven or hell and if I'm going to accept Jesus when I die. Too late. You ain't going to do nothing when you die. Praise God. You better make your decision while you're in this body because that's what gives you authority to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And once you leave this body, you're going to have no jurisdiction down here whatsoever for a period of time. So basically, what do you want to do? You want to make the decisions now in your physical body. Notice that the devil's not writing dirty books. The devil's not fearfilling people. No, who does that? People who have the devil nature in them. Jesus said, "You are of your father the devil." devil. And you act just like him, all the lies that you have on the inside. So you are the pivotal thing in the earth. If you just knew how important you were to God, you'd change a lot of your attitudes that you got. God needeth you. Well, I need God. Well, he needeth you. God needs me. I guess he does, praise God. So, and the devil needs people. How many of you know that? Yeah. Devil's not shooting anybody. He's not killing anybody. He's not doing anything. He's using people to do that. So mankind then on the inside, they fell. The Bible says they fell. And what was the first attribute or the first fruit of spiritual death? Notice, they were afraid. Say fear. Fear. Listen, fear is a manifestation of the devil's attributes. Yep. Worry is a manifestation of the devil's attributes. Yep. It's not just something we all do. It's something you choose to do. Because you don't have to worry. Or Jesus would have said, don't worry about nothing. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't worry about anything. Why would he say that if you can't do it? and tease you with it, but you can. See, you don't ever have to worry again. You don't ever have to be fearful again, but it's that nature that's on the inside of you that makes a difference. So mankind fell. They they separated from God. They lost their nature. They lost their image and likeness of God. At that time, basically, they had the image and likeness of the devil on the inside of them, praise God. All right, go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, look at verse 12. It says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. Now, who is that one man? Adam. Adam. And death by sin, both spiritual and physical. And so, death passed upon how many men? Why did it pass upon all men? For all have what? Now, notice, this tells us a lot here, this one scripture. By one man, Adam, sin entered into this world. Death by sin, physical and spiritual. And death passed upon how many men? All men. Why did it pass upon all men? Because all men have done what? Sin. sin. Now how many of you were there? How many of you were in the garden? How yeah. I many are in there with Adam when he was sinning and you thought you'd sin along with him, so you ate of the apple too? You didn't do that, did you? You weren't even there, were you? You had nothing to do with it. But hereby Adam's disobedience, basically, the whole human race was tossed into sin by one man and what he decided to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who was the figure of him that was to come. So what's it saying? Because Adam sinned, every person born after that was born in sin. Say born in sin. Now, why were they born in sin? They were born in sin because every person came out of the inside of Adam. Do you realize that? Every person in the world came out of the inside of Adam, the next one came out of the inside of that man, the next one came out of the inside of that man, the next one came out of the inside of that man, until you appeared out of the inside of your, are you following me? So that's what, and everybody basically was a sinner because the first man was a sinner. sinner. So everyone was born a sinner at that time. Here it says Moses didn't do nothing in the garden, but poor Moses was also a sinner because he came down the line of that. You see that? Many people, let me just sidetrack here a little bit. In, in Genesis it says, it was not good for man to be what? Alone. alone. Now we read that scripture and we think, poor Adam, he's all by himself and he's got no spouse and he's crying in the corner and he just ain't got no female partner. And he's, but that's not it. If you look it up, it, it, if the word isn't even alone there, it's all one. Right. It's not good for man to be all one. So what did he do? He gave them a spouse. What was that spouse going to do? bring man out of the inside of man so he was no longer all one. Are you following me? See, what's the the wife for? To bring what's on the inside of the man out of the man. How many know two men can't do that? Just saying. Two women can't do that. That's why it takes a man and it takes a woman. So Aaron at one time was in me. How many of you know that? And through marriage and through what we did, he came out of the inside of me. Are you following And at one time, Talon was in Aaron and came out. Well, each one of us was born of a sinner because we were sinners. Do you follow what I mean? And everybody was a sinner all the way down the line, praise God. All right, you're still in Romans 5. Look at verse 15. He says, but not as the offense, so also the free gift. For if though the offense of one, many be what? So, the offense of one person, many were what? They were dead. Look at verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made what? Sinners. Sinners. So, by Adam's thing, we were all thrown into spiritual death. We were all made sinners simply by what he did. Now, how many know that leaves God a problem? because God created mankind to rule the earth and to bring heaven into earth and to bring the same atmosphere and everything from heaven into the earth realm but the problem is nobody has that atmosphere anymore because they're all sinners and they got the devil running around on the inside of them. Are you following me? All right, praise God. Go to Ephesians chapter two. Tell you, you stay with me. You are gonna get something this morning. I guarantee it. You're gonna get something this morning. This helped me, did you? What'd you do, kick it? good praise God send us a bill we probably won't pay it but send it anyway we'll pray over it for you and everything like that so don't worry about it praise God all right Ephesians chapter 2 are you there now look at this story here it says and you he has made alive who were what Dead in trespasses of sin, wherein in times past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in, say in, in, the children of disobedience. So what's he telling you here? He's saying that everybody by nature was born into this world and they were born a sinner. Let me ask you this. How many of you, when you were born in this world, had a time, terrible time struggling to learn how to sin? You had to take like three classes before you could finally figure out how to sin and be disobedient to your parents. No, it came natural, didn't it? Sinning was no problembo, baby. I I can sin right, I can disobedient. I can cuss, I can do anything I wanted to because that was the nature that you had on the inside of you and it was typical and right for you to sin because you were a sinner. Now, as I was reading this and studying it one day, I went to God and I said, you know what, this ain't fair. I wasn't in the garden. I didn't eat that stupid apple. I probably wouldn't have ate it in this day and age because I'm not that fond of apples to begin with. So why in the heck am I a sinner? Why was I born separated from you? Why was I born with a sin nature in me? Why was I born with the nature of devil in me? It just wasn't fair that that should take place in my life. And he spoke something to me I'll never forget. He said, it's simply law. Say law. law. All right, go to Genesis chapter 1. This is not only spiritual law, it's regular physical law that you can understand. All right, way back to number one Genesis chapter one, look at verse 11. This is creation, and God said, "Let the earth bring forth grass and the herb-yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth." and it was what? So. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was what? Good. Very good. Now, if you want to simplify this, you just basically know that an orange seed will produce an orange tree. An apple tree will produce an apple tree. If you see orange trees in Florida today, they all came from an original orange tree, that was created a long time ago that had the seeds in itself and produced fruit, dropped those seeds in the ground. How many know another orange tree came up and another orange tree came up and another orange tree came up and another orange tree? Another orange tree. Same with an apple tree. It had based on the seed that was sown in the ground and it produces after its own kind. Say after, after its, its own, own kind. kind. All right, look at verse 21. And God created great whales, a ever-living creature that moveth, when the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. So now he went into the animals. He talks about a cow. How many know when a cow basically has an offspring? It is a cow. Is that deep? A whale has an offspring. It is a? Does a cow ever have a whale? Why not? Because every seed produces after its own kind. Glory to God. Good. Look at verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, creeping thing, beast of the earth after his kind, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind. You think he's trying to tell us something here maybe? And everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was what? Very good. So what's he doing here? He's showing you basically that this is a simple law. If you plant an apple seed, you get an apple tree. If you plant an orange tree, you get an orange tree. If, you, if a cow has a baby, it's a cow. If a horse has a baby, it's a horse. He's making it very simple for us, showing us, but he's showing it for something that's going to benefit you. How many know he doesn't put things in here to benefit cows? This isn't so cows can say, Ooh, I'm going to have a baby cow someday. No, he puts it in for you. For once you get born again, it helps you understand and get a revelation of something He's trying to get across in your life. All right, go to Genesis chapter 5. All right, Genesis chapter 5, look at verse 3. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, sound familiar, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. So here it shows you that Adam, they had a son. Seth, Seth had sons. How many know that each one was born a sinner because they came from the fruit of the person who had them? So now God's got a problem, doesn't he? He's got people in the earth. He wanted them there. He's given them dominion. But the problem is they've lost the nature that he gave them so that the world would be just like heaven. See, he expected earth just to be full of love and peace and joy and everybody happy and everybody loving everybody. But since they fell and reproduced in the opposite direction, the whole world's a mess. How many of you know it's still a mess? Oh, yeah. So God's got to do something, do not it? There's something he has to do in this situation to solve this problem in this situation because man sure ain't going to do nothing. All right, go back to Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee. He's talking to the serpent. Just go back to 14 so you know. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all the cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between her seed and your seed. Say seed. seed. So what's God's answer? According to this, in the next chapter already, God is going to send a seed and use that seed to eliminate the other seed. Are you following me? So what's he going to do? He says, hey, no problem. I'm going to send a seed, and the seed's going to come from a woman. And when she comes, she's going to take care of the seed in the world, and she's going to make everything good the way I want it to be to begin with. All right, go to Luke chapter 8. this good teaching Pastor Tom I'm starting to get this I'm really getting this praise God I'm starting to understand what you're saying up there it's really starting to get to me glory to God hallelujah all right Luke chapter 8 look at verse 11 Jesus is speaking he says now the parable is this the seed is what the The seed is what is the word of God the seed Is the seed the Word of God? Yes. And is the Word of God the seed? And is the seed the Word of God? Yes. Hallelujah. All right, go to John chapter 1. All right, John's Gospel chapter 1. Look at verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was? God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was the life, and the life was the light of man. All right, now, the seed is who? Word of God, and Word of God is the seed. So we can put, legally, seed in here for the Word of God. Do you agree with that? All right, in the beginning was the seed, and the seed was with God, and the seed was The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the seed, and without the seed was not anything made that was made. In the seed was life, and the life was the light of all men. What did we do? We just switched that out. Did you see that? So it's basically, it's talking about the seed once again. The word of God is the seed, but God is also the seed, and the seed is the word of God, and the seed is also God. So what did God do? Verse 14. And the word, or the seed, was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Who's that? Jesus. Jesus, isn't it? So he says it's a seed. So I've got a seed. I'm going to send a seed. His seed's name is going to be Jesus Christ and I'm going to send him into the earth realm. I'm going to give him a physical body so he can come in the earth realm. He's going to have everything I, I gave man back in Genesis chapter 1. He's going to have authority. How I many you know he used it? He's going to have dominion. He's going to have power. He's going to have the anointing and he's coming into the earth but he's coming as a seed. Say a seed. All right, now if I was a farmer and I liked corn and I had one field and I put corn on that field and I grew up corn and it produced corn and I just ignored it and the next year it grew up and it produced corn and the next year it grew up and produced corn and I it, it produced corn and the next year it was corn and the next day I let it go, corn, are you following me? Because the seed, what did it do? It fell in the ground, it did whatever, it grew back up, more corn, more corn, more corn. I didn't really have to do anything to it because it was corn. But now all at once, one day I got tired of corn. I said it's time for some good old beans. Now, I'm going to have to do something with that field other than just throw a bunch of beans in there because I'm going to have corn, beans, and everything else in the world. So I'm going to have to kill that old crop. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to have to kill that old crop, and then I'm going to wipe it out, and I'm going to start a brand new thing there by throwing that seed, bean seed, in the ground, and then it will produce beans. So my job is to kill off what's already there and then plant a new seed to start a new crop in the field. And by doing that, praise God, I'm going to get what I want in that field and what I really wanted. Are you following me? Alright, go to Galatians chapter 3. I know I'm going to get goosebumps before this is over. I just feel it. So the word is the seed. The seed is the word. God is the word. He's talking about the seed. He's talking about sending the word. Now we know the seed that he sent was Jesus Christ, praise God, to help mankind. So Galatians chapter 3, look at verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He has said not and to seeds as of many, but as one and to thy seed which is? Thy seed which is? Thy seed, which is? So now we find out the seed is actually Christ, isn't it? This is a seed that God is going to send into the earth realm, and this seed is gonna produce a new crop and kill out the old crop so the new crop can prosper without dealing with the old crop. Are you following me? Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, how many of you know a cow has a cow? And a whale has a... Has there ever been a cow that had a half whale, half cow? No. Why? Because every seed produces after its kind. See? Is there ever a corn seed that was sowed into the ground and all at once it produced corn and wheat? No. It produced just corn, just like corn. Because every seed produces after its own kind. Now, Jesus Christ comes on the scene as a seed. As a what? Seed. As a seed. Say as a seed. As a seed. seed. So when the Christ seed came to start a new generation of people, a new type of people, he came as the seed to produce those kind of people. Are you following me? That's why you cannot, if you're born again, be a loser Mm, because Christ seed cannot possibly produce a because Christ's seed will produce after its own kind. Are you following me? Now, we've got a lot of Christians in the world believing that they're half and halves. See, it's normal for a cat to meow, normal for a cow to moo. If your dog went moo, 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 someday you'd wonder what's wrong with your dog. Is that right? Because something's wrong. But Christians, we don't think it's funny when they're Christians barking when they should be mewing there you go. should be talking victory and they're talking defeat they ain't got any idea who they are basically because everybody else told them oh i'm this and i belong to this group and i belong to that group and i'm a gang and i'm over here and i'm this and i'm black and i'm white and i'm blue and i'm orange and i'm purple and i'm what are they doing they're taking on the identity and it's limiting them yes. so now you're going to take everything that comes with that oh. well i'm a black man we black men get mad All the time. So you're taking those attributes, are you following me, with it. But you're not of that seed, you're of the Christ seed. So the attributes you're going to have to take are from Christ himself, because every seed produces after its own kind. Are you following me? So once you get born again, you came from that Christ seed. That's what you're born from. That's your background. We look up your heritage and see who your great-grandpa was. I want to know who my daddy is, and that's enough for me, praise God. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, for God's sakes. Forget that other stuff, man. If you want to look into it, but don't take the identity of it, praise God, because there's attached with each one of these, there's something attached to it. Do you know that? Each thing you grab a hold of, it's attached to. Uh, I mean, parents tell their kids, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. To get to be 21, how are you? Stupid. And then they act stupid. Then they are stupid. Then they be stupid. And their parents say, what's the matter with you? Well, you call them stupid. Stupid. Are you following me what you say to people takes on an identity yes. they'll grab that especially if they're in a low place and looking for that identity they'll take your identity it. so why do you think young boys join gangs looking for identity i've got no identity i've got no dad i've got nothing and these guys love me and they're going to take me in sure we're going to kill and rob but they love me and we're going to get together and i'm feeling good do you see what i mean yeah. they look good they want to belong to something that's why we have so many denominations because everybody wants to belong to something, praise God. But every little something's got their own rules, their own who you are, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But when you go with Christ, it sets you free. See, once you find out you're a Christ seed, this is going to be good. Are you ready? You can eat meat on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. See, you can go right to God and get confession. Come on now. See, all these are—they haven't, they haven't wiped out the kingdom, but they've reduced it yes. to their own little section, own little thing. This is where you belong. We don't have membership here. I'm sorry if you want to fill out a card. We don't have it. We got kingdom citizens here. Praise God. You see? You're not a member of TCVC, you're a member of the Kingdom of God, praise God. And let me tell you it's much bigger than TCVC. We're just a discipleship place here to grow you up so you understand who you are, so you can start functioning who you are, so you can walk in the power of God and the anointing of God and the things that are there, praise God. So he was coming. So how did I become a sinner? I didn't do anything, did I? I didn't sin, I didn't do nothing. I was a sinner basically because I got born. But now I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm a Christ-like person. How did I get there? I got born again so i get born again so what's on the inside of me love joy peace already in there all i gotta do is agree with what i got in the spirit of god to go to work to help me manifest what's on the inside of me and i'll start walking in love joy and peace but if you're going to deny it oh no i don't love anybody i'm mad at the whole world i don't care i'm offended all the time well, the holy ghost can't help you manifest that that's from the other realm basically what you are you're a cow who's meowing See, every seed produces after its own kind. All right, go to John chapter 12. John chapter 12, are you there? Look at verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come and the Son of Man should be glorified. He said, let me tell you this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it goes in the ground and dies, it brings forth what? Much. much fruit. So they're saying, what's going on? What's happening? He says, I'm just about to do something really nice that you're going you're to do. And they say, what is it? And he says, well, if a corn of wheat falls on the ground, how I many you of know that confused him? If a corn of wheat fell on the ground and died, and it's going to produce much fruit, praise God, because that's what it does. So what was he telling them? He was telling them basically that, he was the seed. Okay? So Satan don't know nothing. He's going along. Here's Jesus casting his, his demons out of people. Here's Jesus healing people. Here's Jesus setting people free. He said, We gotta get rid of this guy. Yeah. He got together with all his demons. He had a big conference. What are we gonna do with Jesus? Somebody said, kill him and put him in the ground. Yes, that's a great idea. Let's kill him and put him in the ground because we don't know he's a seed so what do they do they killed him and they put him in the ground and when they put him in the ground he produced Amen. much fruit after his own ah! Can you believe he was that stupid uh, <laughs> he, he just, just left Jesus alone what was he doing left him run his course and get it over with but no if I kill him and put him in the ground he is going to produce much fruit so he kills him puts him in the ground they're all dancing around all at once a little bit later 120 of them just came up like they told my God how many know he went in my bed <laughs> Look at it, I'll prove it to you. Go to First Corinthians chapter two. All right, First Corinthians chapter two, look at verse six. It says, "Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, you ain't going to learn nothing there, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now what's that mystery? Come on, what is it? You know by now. Christ in people, the hope of glory. God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Say our glory. Our. Now notice verse 8 which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known, they certainly would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, they made a boo-boo, didn't they? They said, we're just going to kill Jesus. We're going to put Him in the ground. That's going to take care of all our stuff. But no, He produced after His own. And immediately there was 120 of them. And then 240 of them. Then 3,000 of them. Then 5,000 of them. Then 10,000 of them. Then millions all over the world. And the only thing the devil can do to Christians is tell them they're the old person. See? They should be wheat, but the corn's still growing. Meow for me. I know you're a dog. See, he's trying to get us to claim an identity that doesn't belong to us. And if he can do that, he'll hold you back. You'll never operate in power or victory or anything else anyway. You're just holding on trying to get to heaven. And the church didn't believe there was any power, so what did they do? They taught you once you get saved, you're going to heaven. That's all they taught you. Come on, some of the churches you went to taught you one thing, get born again and go to heaven. That's it. And Tithe. Come on, am I right? Can't leave that out, for goodness sakes. Hallelujah, no. But there's more to it than you just being born again. There's a purpose for you. There's a plan for you. And that purpose and plan will operate when the nature of God on the inside of you is agreed with by you. It starts flowing out of the inside of you. Yes, and notice, I'm anointed. I'll just tell you right now, I'm anointed. I'm blessed. I'm peaceful. I'm joyful. And none of it's my fault. Not a thing's my fault. Why? Because every seed produces after its own kind. You never heard an orange say, boy, I'm an orange just because I'm so good. No, he's an orange because he came from an orange tree. He came from an orange seed. Are you following me? So we can't boast in the things we are, but we can sure as heck claim what we are and allow them to manifest in our life because they belong to us. This is what Jesus went to the cross for. He came to restore. Say restore. In order to restore, he has to take you where you're at now all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 where God said, let us make Tom in our image and in our likeness and let's give him dominion, praise God. I'll go do it, rule the world, praise God, hallelujah. But Chris says, I'm born again, but I can't do nothing. God's in control of everything in my life. I don't know why you don't do anything. He's not a very good God, apparently. No, you don't understand what's going on right now. It's been that way. So the devil does all this stuff, and it says, if he'd have known it, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory." And that takes us to 2 Corinthians 5:17, "If any man be in Christ, he is a old things have... they're gone. You're over with. Don't claim any bad attributes in you. You're not lazy. You're not angry. You're not upset. You're not unanointed. You're not worried. You're not... Don't take all that stuff on. I'll tell you, the most powerful confession comes out of your mouth. People can say who, what you are, what they think you are, but it don't make any difference to you agree with it and put it in your mouth and start speaking. I'm so sickly and I'm so down. And all these things I had to go through because I was sickly when I got born again. Do you understand? I was an alcoholic when I got born again. Do you understand? And I had to change that. I could still be walking around. Are you saved? Yeah. Born again? Yeah. Going to heaven? Hallelujah. What are you going to do tonight? Well, I'll go out and get drunk, get angry. Get sick probably tomorrow, but praise Jesus, I'm saved. Well, salvation's more than you just going to heaven because let me tell you what, you ain't going to stay there anyway read your Bible you're going to be back on this earth doing what you're supposed to be doing right now you're going to get take two praise God so why not take one and people say well when the rapture comes yeah when the rapture comes the Bible says you know you'll instantly be changed back to where you're supposed to be but how many know you can do a slow rapture right now (laughs) see love I'm going to love slowly and easy What are you doing? You're rapturing from the... That's why the Bible says, work out your... Why is it? Because it's on the inside of you already. It's already in there. You don't have to ask God, make me holy, make me righteous, make me this, make me that. No, he said, be perfect because I am perfect. Well, how can I do that? Well, how many know he says, I... What does it say? I alone am holy. He alone is holy. Everybody says, see, see... He's the only one who is holy because he alone is holy. No, you're in his image and likeness. If he's holy, you've got to be holy because you're after the same seed. See, everybody wants to order and keep you religious, religiousized, praise God, so you don't think you're anything. He's telling you, hey, you've got to be holy. I'm holy, praise God, glory to God, hallelujah, so what are we doing, we're getting a revelation of who we are, we're walking with our head up from now on, we're not going to talk down and out and depressed and all those things that the devil wants to put on us, we're not going to listen to people, we're going to smile and shake our head when they're telling us garbage and we're going to walk away and forget it, praise God, you don't have to be rude, you can just go, you can dream about July 4th lunch while they're talking to you, they don't know the difference whether you're listening or not, see, and God wants to change all His children into this. He wants them to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants them to live that way. He wants them to cut a swath in each area. Our area is right here in the Fort Pierce area, the Port St. Lucie area. We've got stuff to do. We're moving out. I mean, luann has got her thing going, and a lot of more people are coming. A lot of people are in bondage and believe they're in bondage and think they're in bondage are starting to come out of bondage because they're finding out that's not what God has for them. Praise God. And whatever's bad in your life's not for you either. If you're broke right now, praise God, and start, let the rich say, I am. Let the poor say I am. The weak say I am. But what do we say? I'm weak. Are you weak? I'm weak. What does the Bible say? I don't know. It says I'm weak. See? The Bible itself said, Let the weak say I am. Let the poor say I am. Because of what he's done for. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Jump up this morning. High noon.